Chapter Twenty Four of Sleeping Fires by Gertrude Atterton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Doctor Talbot turned toward the stairs, but it occurred to him that Masters might still be in his rooms, and he walked to the other end of the hall. A ringing voice answered his knock. He entered. Masters grasped him by the hand, exclaiming, "I was going to look you up tonight and tell you the good news." has madeline told you i have my capital and i have just received a telegram from new york saying that my presses will start by freight to-morrow that means we'll have our newspaper in three weeks at the outside but what is the matter old chap i never saw you look seedy before suppose we take a week off and go on a bear hunt it's the last vacation i can have in a month of sundays i have come to tell you that you must leave san francisco oh master's exuberance dropped like a shining cloak from a figure of steel he walked to his citadel the hearth rug and lit a cigarette i suppose you have been listening to the chatter of that infernal old gossip ben travers ben travers knows me too well to bring any of his gossip to me but he has carried his stories up and down the state not only his more recent discoveries but evidence he appears to have been collecting for months but he is only one of many it seems the whole town has known for a year or more that you see madeline for three or four hours every day that you have managed to have those hours together no matter what her engagements that you are desperately in love with each other the gossip has been infernal I do not deny that a good deal of the blame rests on my shoulders. I not only neglected her, but I encouraged her to see you. But I thought her above scandal or even gossip, and I never dreamed it was in her to love, to lose her head over any man. She was sweet and affectionate, but cold. My fault again. Any man who had the good fortune to be married to Madeline could make her love him if he were not a selfish fool well i have been punished but if i have lost her i can save her and her reputation you must go there is no other way that is nonsense you exaggerate because you are suffering from a shock you know that i cannot leave san francisco with this great newspaper about to be launched if it is as bad as you make out i will give you my word not to see madeline again and as i shall be too busy for society it will quickly forget me oh no it will not it will say that you are both cleverer than you have been in the past if you leave san francisco california for good and all it may forget you not otherwise do you know that you are asking me to give up my career that i shall never have such an opportunity in my life again my whole future for usefulness as well as for the realization of my not ignoble ambitions lies in san francisco and nowhere else don't imagine i have not thought of that and san francisco can ill afford to spare you you are one of the greatest assets this city ever had but she will have to do without you even if you never can be replaced i had the whole history of the affair from mrs mclean this afternoon no one believes yet that things have reached a climax between you and madeline on the contrary they are expecting an elopement but if you remain 
nothing on god's earth can prevent an abominable scandal madeline's name will be dragged through the mud she will be cut cast out of society even i could not protect her i should be regarded as a blind fool or worse for it will be known that mrs mclean warned me no woman can keep her mouth shut she and other powerful women even that damned old cut-throat mrs abbott are standing by madeline royally but they are all alert for a denouement nevertheless if you go that will satisfy them madeline will be merely the heroine of an unhappy love affair and although nothing will stop their damned clacking tongues for a time they will pity her and do their best to make her forget i cannot go it is impossible you are asking too much and i repeat i'll never see her again mrs mclean can be made to understand the truth i'll leave the hotel to-morrow you love madeline do you not yes i do then you will save her from ruin in the only way possible it is not only her reputation that i fear you know yourself i fancy you may avoid her but you will heartily deny that if circumstances threw you together alone temptation would be irresistible the more so as you would have ached for the mere sound of her voice every minute i know now what it means to love madeline masters turned his back on talbot and leaned his arms on the mantel shelf he saw hideous pictures in the empty grade the doctor had not sat down not a muscle of his big strong body had moved as he stood and pronounced what was worse than a sentence of death on langdon masters he averted his dull inexorable eyes for he had dared not give way to sympathy for the moment he wished himself dead and for more reasons than one but he was far too healthy and practical to contemplate a dramatic exit no end would be served if he did madeline's sensitive spirit would recoil in horror from a union haunted by the memory of a crime and anguished of the husband she had vowed to love and obey not madeline his remorseless solution was the only one masters turned after a time and his face looked as old as talbot's i'll go if you are quite sure it is necessary if you have not spoken in the heat of the moment if i thought for a month it would make no difference if you remain no matter what your circumspection madeline will rank in the eyes of the world with those harlots over on dupont street and be as much of an outcast you know this town you've lived in it for a year and a half it's not london nor even new york nothing is hidden here it lives on itself it has nothing else to live on it is almost fanatically loyal to its own until its loyalty is thrown in its face then it is bitterer than the wrath of god you understand all this don't you yes i understand but couldn't you send madeline to her parents in boston for six months she has never paid them a visit but no i suppose the scandal would be worse far worse it would look either as if she had run away from me or as if i had packed her off in disgrace if i could leave my practice i'd take her abroad for two years but i cannot nor to be frank do i see why i should be sacrificed further 
no assuredly not masters tones were even and excessively polite you will take the train to-morrow morning for new york i cannot leave san francisco until after the opening of the banks the money must be refunded besides i prefer to go by steamer there is one leaving to-morrow i believe i want time to think before i arrive in new york and you will promise to have no correspondence with madeline whatever you might leave us that much the affair shall end here and now do you promise very well but i should like to see her once more that you shall not i shall not leave her until you are outside the golden gate very well if that is all good-bye you have behaved well as your code commands you to behave i expected nothing less don't imagine i don't appreciate what this means to you but you are a man of great ability you will find as hospitable a field for your talents elsewhere san francisco is the chief loser i wish you the best of luck and he returned to madeline End of chapter twenty four